For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I once heard the story of this family's Easter dinner, and uh, the, the, the daughter of the family was, was old enough now to finally start helping. It was excited to help in the kitchen and start uh, helping with the preparation of dinner, and uh, the ham was, was taken out and prepared, uh, and, and the, the girl's mother cut off about uh, two inches off the back of the ham, this, this huge ham, because they were having extended family over, and cut off two inches of the ham and threw it in the garbage. And the daughter asked, Mom, why did you cut off that piece of ham and throw it out? And her mom thought about it for a minute and said, actually, I, I just the, the way I was taught, that's the way your grandma always made a ham, it's the way that I've always made it. A couple of days later, she called her mother and asked the question, why, why was it growing up, why did you always cut those two inches off the back of the ham? And, and the grandmother responded, well, because back then our oven was too small and the ham wouldn't fit. How often do we, uh, do we go through the motions, um, go through traditions, and, and perhaps not even know why? Uh, we're going we're gonna to see the, the Pharisees are obviously notorious for this, um, but I think as much as we want to, as much as we want to judge them, uh, as much as we want to throw junk on them, uh, there's, there's a piece of, of, of that in us as well, in all of us, that it's not unique to the Pharisees, that it's part of, of our sin nature. So we're going to pick up the text in Matthew chapter 15. The Pharisees and scribes came to Jesus from Jerusalem and said, Why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat. Um, uh, there's reports of Jesus going out. Jesus' fame is spreading. People are beginning to, to notice things about, you know, not just about the exciting stuff that Jesus is doing, but they're beginning to judge him and notice ways that he's missing the mark. And they, they share that with the religious leaders who, who travel up because um, they're concerned that Jesus is undermining the things that they care about. Uh, <clears throat> what they're talking about here also is ceremonial hand washing. Jesus is not saying that it's bad to wash our hands. Please, especially in light of everything, a reminder, please wash your hands. This is ceremonial. And there were lots of rules around hand washing um, as well in terms of these traditions. Even, even, even these traditions and, and rules around how much water you had to use if it was just one hand and how much water and time you had to use if it was two hands. It was this symbolic act of purity, this hand washing. Uh, verse 3, he answered them, this is Jesus, and why do you break the and why do you break the commandments of God for the sake of your tradition? So Jesus is going to spin this back on them and say, "Okay, you're accusing me of breaking your tradition, but I want to talk to you about why you think it's okay to break the commandments." Verse four: For God commanded, "Honor your father and your mother, and whoever reviles father or mother must surely die." But and so that's that's a an Old Testament commandment, right? Honor your father and mother. Uh, it's a, one of the, the big ten. Um, but you say, if anyone tells his father or mother, what you would have gained from me is given to God, he need not honor his father. Uh, so for the sake of your tradition, you have made void the word of God. Um, there was an expectation that, that children were supposed to care for their parents financially as well. There was no social security. Uh, there was no retirement plans. Your retirement plan was your kids. They had to look after you. There was a social uh, and, and even Old Testament responsibility. But 
Um, here's a quote I came from. Uh, I came upon uh, this week out of a commentary. Greed could keep a son from discharging this duty by prompting him to declare the goods or money that might have gone to support his parents. The word is Corbin, a gift dedicated to God, set aside for the temple treasury. Such a vow could be annulled in various ways. And so, instead of giving the money that you had that you're supposed to give to your parents, you could say, oh, I'm not giving it to you. Actually, I'm giving it to God instead. I'm going to dedicate it, set it aside for the use of the temple. And you could sort of create uh, this fund that you were dedicating to the temple. But then there was this loophole that that vow could actually be annulled. And then out of the back door, you could siphon that money back out of that Corbin sort of dedication. And so it was a loophole to get away from having to actually care for your parents. And so it's pretty amazing that this is what the Pharisees are doing, that they're getting out of the loophole of of the commandment um, by declaring that it's God's and then reneging and pulling it back out and using it for themselves. Uh, Verse 7, you hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you when he said, the people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. Um, hypocrite uh, in that day was Greek for, for an actor, somebody who puts on a show, an outward display that's not true to the actual nature. And so they're ignoring the actual commandments and, on, and, and valuing instead more so their own traditions. Uh, around the purity laws and around their own interpretation of the laws and, and, and these, these other regulations, their value is far more important than God's actual commandments. And he called the people to him and said to them, again, this is Jesus, hear and understand, it's not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but what comes out of the mouth, this defiles a person. Um, the Pharisees are concerned the disciples aren't properly purifying themselves, this outward show. Um, but Jesus says, listen, it's not about the outward at all. Um, you're showing that, that really it's the heart that matters. It's what's inside that counts. That's what God cares about, not the ceremonial purification. Verse 12, then the disciples came to him and said, do you know the Pharisees were offended when they heard this saying? Um, I was reminded as well this week that the Pharisees at this point in time were still like considered the most important religious teachers of the day. They were still highly valued, highly respected, and the disciples are a little surprised and shocked at this point just how offended the Pharisees are, and they're a little worried about that. He answered, Every plant that my heavenly Father has not planted will be rooted up. Um, And here Jesus is radically saying that just because they say they're in the kingdom, just because they say they're close to God, doesn't mean they actually are. They might not actually be in the garden to begin with. So, don't be, don't be offended if they're offended. Let them alone. They are blind guides. And if the blind lead the blind, both will fall into a pit. Um, and Jesus has got harsh words for the, for, for the Pharisees because, um, again, they're ignoring what God actually finds value and leading people towards things that don't really matter. But Peter said to him, Explain the parable to us. And he said, Are you also still without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth passes through the stomach and is expelled? But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this defiles a person. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, slander. These are what defile a person. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile anyone. Jesus is pushing back on sort of the corpus of oral teaching that commented on the law, and interpreted the detailed rules of conduct. 
He says, it's not about the outward obeying of specific traditions that matters to God. It's what's in the heart. Um, so Jesus is, is, first of all, saying that he has a new interpretation that's more important. He has authority over the Old Testament and getting back to the core of it, which is, is, which is all about the internal and the heart. And there are these external things that, that the Old Testament has brought in, these ceremonies and these, these, these visuals, and even the temple and the sacrifice. All of these things are symbols that point to something deeper. They're not an end in and of themselves. See, much of the Old Testament, especially the Old Testament laws, was about purity. God wanted his people to have a physical, they wanted physical and tangible reminders of the need for purity. And there, there were external symbols that were supposed to represent the internal reality. Um, but this tends to get skewed, right? And it, it's difficult to focus on the inward. And it's far easier just to go through the motions and the legalism of it. Um, you know, they were, they were told that, you know, write, write the truth on, 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 on their garments even. And it was this, this figure of speech of that you're supposed to allow the Word of God to sink deeply within you and become part of who you are. And instead what they did was they would write the Scripture on pieces of paper and tie it to their clothes and thinking that's what God cared about. No, you're missing the point. The, the, the image was supposed to refer to something deeper. Um, and and uh, one example of this that, that also continues to ring true, that makes sense to me, was, was in, in Leviticus, people are told that uh, they weren't supposed to wear clothes of two different types of cloth, uh, that they weren't allowed to wear polycotton blends, that they had to wear all their clothes that had to be made of one material. And, and, but, but it wasn't about the clothes themselves. That wasn't ultimately what was the most important thing. And, and that became the rule that they fixated on, that no, God really cares about our clothes and they have to be pure. No, you were supposed to go through the motion and, and the sacrifice of wearing only one type of cloth as a symbol of God's, God's, God's desire for us to be pure in our hearts. But, but it got skewed and it became all about the external and ignored what the symbol was supposed to point to. The same way with this washing of hands. They missed what the symbol was supposed to point to. And instead, out of their mouth, they're, they're, they're uttering blasphemy against Jesus and, and, uh, and, and trying to, they're plotting his murder. And this is what's coming out of their heart while they're focusing on, are your hands ceremonially clean? Um, we see theologically that, uh, that, particularly in the Old Testament, up until this point, the law was given, but the people were, were actually unable to live it out fully because of the sinfulness of our hearts. Our sin nature, the, sin, the curse of sin, um, means that, that we'll never fully be able to live out the law. Um, that, that'll always get twisted and distorted. But yet we see now in Jesus um, that, that he washes us clean and gives us the Holy Spirit. And now we have the Spirit in us. So we can actually begin to start living out this truth and start living out this purity. And no longer is sin becoming just an absolute stumbling block preventing us from beginning to live out this kingdom, but we're supposed to press into it now with the spirit who is within us, who gives us the fuel and the ability to actually follow, to, to actually listen, to actually obey, that we now through the spirit have the ability to do this. And uh, I think our challenge as well with this struggle of the Pharisees, um, again, it's easy to condemn them, but we struggle with the same things. Um, putting on an external show and ignoring what really matters is the internal. And uh, sometimes I think that we show up, particularly to church or perhaps church gatherings, and we put on a mask and we pretend that our lives are good. We become the hypocrites who we, we play a part that we want to show people that our lives are together. Everything's great. I'm happy. My family's great. I'm, my walk with God is great. Uh, everything in my life is great. And we put on the smile and pretend but, but actually, 
something far different is going on in our hearts. We're filled with perhaps jealousy and anger and sexual morality and all these things are bubbling up. And my challenge to us as a church and, and to us as, as, as followers of Jesus is I think God is far more honored when we're real. We take off the mask if we're real and say, listen, I've got stuff that I'm struggling with. I've got imperfections. I got, I got stuff that God is dealing with in my life and I'm not perfect. My family's not perfect. Um, I struggle with things, and, and, but God is doing a work in my life. And, and I think there's, there's, there's far more potential for growth. And we say, listen, I'm going to take off the mask and be real and messy. I don't have to pretend. I don't have to focus on just looking good on the outside and instead go, no, God is doing a work in my heart um, of being okay, being called out on my sin, knowing that it's there and, and that I'm a work in progress. And, and so are you. And so rather than feeling the pressure to put on this perfect mask, we just come in, acknowledge our brokenness as we're walking towards Jesus together because I think I'd rather us be real with where we are and walk towards something rather than pretend that we're good and base how we're doing on the image that we portray. I I look good at church, therefore I am good and God is good with me. Instead, let's be real. Let's base the health of our faith on the reality of our hearts and not the mask that we're able to present your church, or even on social media. We can condemn the Pharisees, but let's all acknowledge that we have their tendencies. Let's be real. Let's walk towards purity of heart together. Let's pray. God, thank you. Uh, thank you that you have grace for us. God, you know those areas which we try and hide and try and look good on the outside and focus on, on washing up to look good to others when, when deep inside there's still these things that you really care about. Help us to root those things out, to focus on those things, and that our purity would be in our hearts and not just in our, our behavior um, towards other people, the show that we put on. Um, God, I pray that our faith would be real and that you'd be honored and glorified by it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well. Again, hope you have a great day. If there's anything we can do, please reach out and let us know. Take care. Talk to you soon.